Hello and welcome to Hummingbird, a weekly podcast with April Lee Janes and Jessica Outram. Today we continue our book study with Learning by Heart, Teachings to Free the Creative Spirit by Karita Kent and Jan Stewart. Last week, we looked at the sources and talked about how everything is a source, and there's great freedom in that. When we look at everything as a source, sometimes it's hard to choose which direction to take or which idea to follow. I know I have that problem. So this week, we, <laughs> Me look, at the, yeah, <laughs> we look at the antidote. We look at structure. Structure can help us to focus. Structure is something that can drive our work and that can shape our project. And structure is something that can drive us and shape our process. So April, it's so nice to see you this week. And I'd just love to check in, see, you know, how are you doing? What are you grateful for today? Oh, well, when we're recording this show, this is the week that they opened the U.S. border to Canadians. So how can I not be grateful? I'm going to go down and see my family, my friends, and, you know, just, we're only going to go for two weeks, the first trip, but we got a lot of ground to cover. Brother, sister, nieces, grandnieces, my son, his wife, my grandkids. So yeah, it's going to be a big party for about two weeks, I think, once we get out, once we uh, head off to the States, which should be later in November. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I know that with the pandemic, it's been a long time since that border has been open. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, families reunited across the border in these upcoming days. And it's just so great to have that, that opportunity. I'm just so happy for you. That's wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, and what are you great. grateful for this week? Oh my gosh. Well, my, my creativity continues to expand. And, you know, as a result of us meeting every week and talking here and all the reflecting on it, and I find the more that I think about it and the more that I uh, practice, the more that arrives. So from morning until night, I'm just like, I feel like I'm on fire. And uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm like literally having dreams sometimes that my hands are on fire, which is, I think a really neat kind of wow. thing. Yeah, yeah, so there's lots of exciting things on the go. I've got books coming out over the next month. I've got an art show um, slash art and book sale kind of happening. And I've been creating stuff for that. I'll talk more about as we go through today. And I'm just grateful for even in all of that and starting a new job, I'm still finding little pockets of time to write. Uh, so the, the energy has been really, really nice too. So I'm working on that new chapter book and it's been, it's been great fun, great fun. So, so I have to let the listeners know you sprung this art show thing on me. I'm hearing about it just the same time they are. So woo oh. good for you. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited Jenny, to learn about that. Jenny Burke and I, so Jenny's going to be on the show, uh, I think next, next week, but her and I, um, she, she does this all the time and she invited me to join her and I put together a photography book called Sunsets in Brit filled with um, pictures of sunsets on Georgian Bay that I've taken over the years and the books are arriving um, Tuesday so I'm excited about that and then I have a number of framed um, photographs that will be available for, for sale and then I also created some really cool uh, note cards using a blend of technology with uh, photography to really put some interesting effects into the photos to to bring them to life in a bit of a different way uh, maybe even a Karita Kent inspired way we could say and uh, with lots of bold colors and things so I had a lot of fun playing around with those and 
Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's November 27th in Port Hope for the afternoon, just a pop-up gallery and show. And uh, I'm still noodling on whether or not I'll bring my paintings with me, just even for people to see. I think- Oh, I think you should. Well, and I think the interest with them is, 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 is I'm hoping my, my, po my poetry book I've been talking about forever. It's, it's just so close to, to, to being here that uh, I'm, and, and the paintings are interesting because I, I, I did most of them while I was writing that book. So for those who um, will, will have access to my, my poetry will, would maybe find it interesting to see yeah. What, what the paintings look Absolutely. like and what that relationship um, looked like. So um, yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be fun. I've never done anything like that before. And, and then the other fun thing I have coming up in November is I'm a juror for the 43rd juried exhibition at the art gallery of Northumberland. And I've never done that before. So that's quite an honor to be asked to go there and to do that. So just lots a of lot firsts. of great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Lots of firsts yeah. and you know, we've, we've expanded creativity coaching to the point where this month I was able to, to hire in some help. So um, I Wonderful. hired myself an executive assistant to help keep me organized and help manage the business a little bit so that I can focus uh, my time on um, all the, the creating. So it's nice to be in that position to do that too. So like I said, like it just keeps expanding and growing and I'm really grateful for that because, you know, we, we go through yeah. times in our life where things are harder and um, I'm, I'm just holding on to every moment that things are coming easily right now, because I know that's fleeting and it's not been that way for me. Um, so uh, I'm just, just grateful, just yeah. grateful for it all. Yeah. Well, and, and anyone who is uh, following our Instagram page, and we hope you all are, will know that uh, Jessica and I were able to get together in real life uh, a couple of weeks ago and that was fun and that was amazing and I just wish we could do more of it but at least we have the podcast to connect on and it's that I look forward to this every week that we get together and we talk and uh, just share our journeys together and with the listeners so that hopefully we're inspiring somebody out there or at least wants to uh, get on their own creative path with us and travel down this road that we're going down. So right. what yeah, are we talking about I, this week, Jessica? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, we're talk, yeah, we're talking about learning by heart, continuing with our book study. And I, I'm really curious to hear from people about what they're thinking about this book. We haven't had a lot of um, online engagement and in our communities um, since we started the book study, but I, I've gotten some personal notes. So I know people are reading it and, and I'll, I'll take ownership for that. I think it's because I've been so busy doing other things. I haven't been engaging on social media either. So, you know, it takes two to tango yeah. and I haven't tangoed. So I apologize yeah, for that. Me neither. I, because of the travel and, and to our listeners, I, I have another life where I do training and communications for, for corporate clients. And I was away for two weeks, heads down in that completely trying to catch up on a backlog of people that need to go through the training and the only creative thing I did besides having dinner with my friend Jessica was uh, haunted art, art art supply stores down in in the Toronto area and uh, actually my art supplies arrived home before I did so it was like Christmas when I got home opening all oh. the boxes of the things I had bought down there which was fun oh yeah. that's so cool you know and I, I I just love looking at art supplies so April when yeah. you're back in your studio and you're near them I would just love to see a picture of, of the supplies I just love you 
Oh, I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you could share that with us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we'd love to hear from our listeners around, you know, what's working for them. What are they connecting to in the book? And, and our, our vision when we started this is that we would be, you know, really going through the work together, but we're new and it's hard to know when it's a pre-recorded show, how to do that. Cause we don't have like, you know, the hashtags going and the live streaming with the social media, but that's the way with our, our time zones and work and life and all of that. And so, time, just plain time. Yeah. Right. So today yeah. we jump into the section about structure, as we talked about in the beginning. And I always like to like, just unpack a word first, like structure, what does it mean? So what does it mean to you? And when you first read this section called structure, what, where did it take you? Well, it's funny because I had a, it, when I read this, I had a couple of arguments with the writer in my head because she says it's not about rules, but I always think of these as rules that I set for myself to follow because I discovered long ago that if I just say, oh, today I'm going to paint, and then I go out and look at my canvas, I haven't a clue where to start. I've often had people say to me, oh yeah, I'm going to take a year off to write a book, and a year later it isn't done because they haven't created any structure for themselves. So I think of it as a rule that I create for myself to follow. You know, I, I'm going to paint a series about windows this winter. Well, so I'm taking pictures of windows, and it's helping me refine what it is I'm actually looking for. And just starting there is going to help me develop what I want to say in that series. Or it might Last year, it was about learning how to show light more vividly. And so I I did a lot of work around that. And it could even be just research on a particular artist's style. When I was down in Ontario, my daughter and I went to the AGO, and I spent a long time studying Lauren Harris's work. And what's cool about one of those blessings, I guess you could say, of COVID is the gallery was almost empty. The Art Gallery Mm. of Ontario, for those of you who don't know what AGO is, sorry. And... I could get right up close and take, you know, detailed photos of these paintings to look at his brush strokes and, and how things went together and what colors he was using and everything else. And I've brought it home and I'm still looking at it. I found a two hour documentary on his life. So I'm going to learn more about Lauren Harris and then say, okay, now what is it about his style that I want to try out and make myself some structure around that? So to me, that's structure. That's, that's creating these, this game plan, these rules that I want to follow while I, while I'm exploring something in particular. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I really find structure helps me with the focus because otherwise, yeah. you know, I'll 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 just I'll I'll be frozen because I won't know what direction to go because there's just too many options. I get overwhelmed by possibility. So that can help me. <laughs> and you know, when you talk about rules, it reminded me of the part where she she talks about the difference between structure versus discipline and how often when people hear the word structure, and she relates a lot of this to kids and, and children in school, but you think of the discipline that children need in school, not the discipline that you need in your art. That's a different use of the word discipline, but discipline in terms of do this, but not this. But structure is different. She wants us to think about structure as if I use your example of the 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 inquiry you're doing into windows as the frame. So the structure is like the window frame through which you're going to look so that you're not taking in the whole world at once. You're looking through that one window and that becomes your structure or you've got. You are such a poet. Oh, right. Um, (laughs) Or it could be the tools that you use, right? So you're going to use these five tools and these five materials. And with these 10 things, 
this is what you're going to to create that that window with. So yeah. I I really love that. And and then I also, you know, there's a functionality in with the word structure. So thinking about what is mm-hmm. the purpose of what you're creating. So what is the need that this creation is going to serve and making sure that we have a real reason for creating something and grounding it in that. And she talks about how important that is for students. And we're not that different from kids as adults. It's important for them to do things for a real reason and for us to do things for a real reason. And as a writer, that often looks like, you know, what is my story that I have to tell here? And for what purpose am I telling it? And and maybe that's the same question for an artist. What would you say? Mm -hmm. Is there a question that you would use that drives that need to create or that helps you get to what need the creation will serve? Absolutely. And I remember writing a blog post about this quite a few years back, but it's what do I want to say today? And, you know, every day it's different. Some days it's the light is beautiful. Other days it's that I'm really tired. Other days it's you know, I want to express my love for my family or something, but what is it I want to say today? And I find if I don't take time to ask myself that question when I go into the studio, I have a harder time getting into my work. Mm. But if I know what I want to say, then my work consists of answering that question and and that, that structure that focuses me on what I'm doing for that day. I love the way that you you added in the word today. And I think that's important too, when we think about structure, that um, we have to give ourselves permission sometimes to navigate around the structure as well, Mm -hmm. right? So if you, if you know, right now you've got this vision for doing a series with windows or I'm working on, um, I was working on a poetry collection um, inspired by plants as a new collection. But along the way for me, Um, this opportunity came up to write a chapter book based on family stories. And so I'm still committed to that poetry, that new poetry collection Mm -hmm. about plants down the way, but I'm putting it here. I'm giving myself that permission so that I can shift my focus because I recognize that what's important to me today is really getting those families down on paper and really connecting Mm -hmm. with my relatives while they can still share those stories with me so that I can make it a really authentic chapter book and story to share. So it's, it's more than just me writing a book or writing a collection. It's creating a legacy of our family story. And what you're saying, the when is also part of the structure. I know I want to do these, this window series, but right now I know I'm going down to see my family and there's some things I want to bring to them. So for me, that's what I want to say right now is I want to express my love to my family members and I have a deadline. There's a when. And mm-hmm. so there's a when for doing the the pieces to take to my family. And there's a when still in place for me to do the windows, it, it which is in future. Because yes. this is what I need to say today. And she yeah. says in the book, deadlines are great organizers. Um, so do you <laughs> find that? Oh, absolutely. I can remember back back when I was writing, I used to write for one of the Toronto newspapers. And I remember my editor one time saying, hey, if you need more time, you can take. And I said, no, 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 I don't. I need more deadlines. That's what gets me to (laughs) to the desk and gets me to work. Right. (laughs) And so um, I've been thinking about this window series. I have a friend now that she and I are going to partner. She works in glass, which is just kind of goes with it. And we're talking about doing this as a shared show. And now we're going to look for a place to put it because we need to put a date in place to make us go to work and actually do it instead of just saying, hey, I want to do a series on Windows. I want to do a series on Windows and it needs to be ready for 
such and such a date. So I think for me anyways, deadlines are, are vital. Otherwise it just could go on forever. I can talk about it and feel like I'm doing it because I'm talking about it, but nothing gets created without that need for it to appear. And do you ever like take a leap? Like, does, is that a leap to, um, doing that, um, committing to sharing work in the future that isn't created yet? Like some people like to have it oh, all yeah. created first and then find a home for it. That's a very different feeling, isn't it? Than saying, yes, yeah. I'll commit to this event and then going, okay, uh, all right. I got to make sure this is, is good to go. Now I got to get in gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that, for me I, with this gallery too. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, and I, I don't do that too often. I'm more of a get the work done first and then see where the home is. But certainly with this pop-up um, gallery and art show and book sale, I, I when she first reached out to me, I thought, well, what would I have to, to offer? And yeah. then I realized that I had literally thousands upon thousands of photos of Georgian Bay. And so then in the yeah. summer, I started thinking about, well, what could I do with the photos that I have that I've taken, even just for my family and friends as a, as an entry point. So I needed that structure and that very narrow view of audience to be able to give myself permission almost to put this photography together because I'm still as an artist. Anyways, I feel like I'm brand, brand new, even though I've been dabbling in the arts since high school, but having that date, you know, helped me that's deadline but you had the work done. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up these two differing approaches because I think what's really important in here is to say, create the structure that works for you. Like my structure may not work for someone else. I know I've had some artists say to me, I don't want any structure at all. Well, I think they have structure. They're just not, they're, they're not recognizing that's what it is. Because I'm thinking about the one woman who I had, a, this was years ago, we had a conversation. She didn't want any structure. She didn't pre-plan anything. And yet she did have a structure because her style was part of her structure. She was a very abstract kind of artist. Her paintings were created in a specific manner. And so she imposed those kinds of structures on herself. What she didn't want was deadlines because mm. she said they tied her down. So I think... It's real important for our listeners to hear, find the structure that works for you. And when you found it, really make use of it because that's going to make you more productive and it's going to make you more creative. Mm -hmm. No, I it's agree. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and uh, in the book, I think this is Jan Stewart's text because Karita kind of writes that, you, you know, re our listeners would probably notice by now, um, she writes a little letter at the beginning and then the rest yeah. of the text is Jan Stewart. So she writes, sometimes yeah. the needs define the goal and at other times the goal defines the needs. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things she said, and I, the second time I read it, I agreed with her. The first time I did not because she said preordained rules or rote discipline are not structured. And I thought, wait a minute, I always make rules for myself, but I had to read the rest of it where she said um, they have no, they are inhibitors of creativity when they have no real connection to the project at hand. Mm -hmm. So if there's a project at hand, what you're talking about, the needs and the goals and the goals and the needs, sometimes the project itself creates the structure or determines the kind of structure that you need to work within, I think. But it has to be connected to something. Your, so your need to explore something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think there's two pieces, right? There's the structure and the project and then the structure and the process. So I'm wondering if we just take a minute and break yeah. those two and separate them because they're both really big and I, it's easy. And, and then they, they, they just all interlink. I'm here. I'm waving my arms at April showing how they link, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they all interlink. So uh, interlink. So structure in the project, what, what does that look like for you in terms of of that, like what's something specific? Like your the windows is one. Now, would you limit that even more? Well, deadline would be the structure palette? of the project. Yeah, the color palette, the the deadline for sure. I mean, but see, if, to me, the deadline and is the process. Where it's gonna... Is the deadline not the process? No, I would say it's the project. The process yeah. to me doesn't have any deadline to it. It is. It's the process would be the color would be what brushes I'm going to use, what media I'm going to use, even what what I'm going to put it on. Like, am I going to paint a piece of furniture? Or am I going to paint on a canvas? So right. that becomes all part of my process. But the project is I have a project where I have to have something ready for a show at a certain time, and the show is going to be in this space, so it's limited by what I can put into that space. That becomes the project for me. Because mm. I can see you were thinking process it. was different. Yeah, and I'm thinking about what I'm creating as one piece of this structure, using structures in terms of what I create, and then the structures in terms of how I bring that together and what that looks like. So, um, you know, in writing, Ooh, yeah, I just had a hit. So we've had three things. We have the why, you know, what yeah. do I want to say today? The, the what, what is it I'm going to say it with, and the how, right? Yep. And yeah. then when comes in there as our deadline. Yeah. And you're the who. So we got the who, what, when, where, and how. Five WH. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause hmm. I kind of, I'm kind of look at the, at those pieces. And uh, when I did my master's program, I took a, a, a big focus of my work was on arts informed research and thinking about how can the form inform that is drilled into our in our minds and how the, the, the choice of what form you use for a particular project becomes part of the way it informs. So, you know, when I think about a visual art versus a poem, they both kind of serve different functions and connect to audiences in different ways. And so, you know, being very intentional about choosing what you're going to create is it a poem or is it a book of photography and you know even in my sunsets book i really felt that i could not capture in words the diversity of what the sky can look like in the same place over time and days and weather i i really struggled to capture that in writing and so i felt that that needed to be captured through photography because i you know mm. for my own eyes i needed to see it to believe it kind of a thing so Usually when I get an idea, both the form and the story come at once. So I'll, I'll be out and I'll see the way the light hurts, hits a certain thing. And I'll wonder, how would I write about that? And I, I often, I often draw a blank. <laughs> I do. That's often, interesting because I'll I, see how I the light know. hits a certain thing and I'll think, now, how would I paint that? What would be my shadow color? What would be the, the form? What are the negative spaces around that? And so we're looking at the same thing and we're looking at different processes to interpret exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. And yet then when I think about structure too, like I think about how I, I will blank out in those moments and I won't know how to write about it and capture what I'm seeing because I am very visual. So then that's when my cell phone comes out. 
And I love to take pictures. I love photography and I have a nice camera that I can use, but 98% of my photos um, that I take on a day-to-day basis, unless it's my photography time on Georgia Bay, those ones are done Mm -hmm. with my nice camera. But most of the time, it's just my cell phone. And I thought Mm -hmm. that's a way that I'm giving myself a structure. It's just me out in my neighborhood with my camera and taking cell phone photos. And that's to me what, I don't know, what structure with the project can look like. And, um, and, and you're then giving I yourself permission. I'm just thinking you're giving yourself permission to think about it later. You're capturing the moment, but you don't have to have your answer in that moment. That that's about how I use at least the camera. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I'll do that. But then I come back and I try to write about what I saw and I, I still, the writing comes, doesn't come from a visual place for me. So I, maybe mm-hmm. that's the point is, is that what I see is, is, and some writers are very descriptive and very visual. And for me, writing comes from a feeling place. So the story comes from within and comes out. I have a really hard time with, with moving it the other way. And so kind of looking at, at how, what our preferences are and how those structures work are, are really Mm -hmm. interesting too. Like I hate form poetry. I love reading it. I'm happy if other people do it. But if I'm told to go and sit down and write a haiku or go and try and write a sonnet, I like literally my body language, I start getting all tense and tight and almost angry. And I feel like it's just too, oh, too much. Cause I need to write from a feeling place and not a thinking place and, and using the forms, put it up too much in my head and I need to pull it down and almost let the words rise up out of me. And then I'm caught by surprise almost all the time as they come flying out. I think you just pointed out something. Yes. Yeah. I think you just pointed out something as well, that if we apply too much structure to ourselves, we lose the feeling connection is, and that's what art's about, right? Art's about showing our human side. It's not about filling in the blanks and, and um, you know, sticking to this specific set of rules. I mean, because face it, if the um, impressionist artists had stuck to the rules, which were trying to be imposed upon them by the, um, you know, the, the society at that time, the art societies at that time, Van Gogh would never have painted. We wouldn't have right. Monet. We wouldn't have any of those things. So there's, there is a place for the structure. And she talks about tradition in here. And that was something I was thinking about that tradition gives us a lot of valuable, rich material to, to dig into and use, but we have to be careful if we don't let it limit us that we, that it, that it stops letting us to feel those things that we need to express and it's okay to express those things and if it doesn't hit fit a specific structure at that time then that might be okay too because maybe it's time to break through that structure Interesting. i i did i did want to bring out one thing the one thing she talks about in the tradition is about the japanese and I, you know i have such respect for the japanese culture because they treat their artists as living national treasures they're, they're creative people. I wish more societies did that, valued art in that same way. Mm-hmm. So that's just, to me, that's when tradition really does support the arts in that it's valued. And the people who are carrying on those traditions, working within that structure, mm-hmm. keep those traditions alive. And then mm-hmm. there's room for the rest of us who want to break out of that a little bit and explore something different. So, yeah. Cool. Wonderful. 
Well, I also can't help but but wonder around, you know, when we're thinking about structure and the project and and process, where the the work on technique fits in to that. Cuz cuz I find that when I'm working on technique in in say writing, it's very pointed and specific and it it is a structure in itself, but it's very mm-hmm. different from the practice like of, of writing a poem. And I've been reading a book about writing poetry by Mary Oliver. And she talks about how it's good to practice the technique outside of the act of writing a poem. And mm-hmm. I and, and that that practice. And I find that the exercises in this book are also inviting us to practice creativity, to practice using structures outside of what we would normally create because the things in here aren't things I would normally do, but I, there's something about them that open me up. Do you find that too? Like there's an opening that happens of making new connections that is helpful for me to step outside of what I normally do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm taking a class on oil painting right now. Now, anybody who knows my work knows that for the last few years, I've worked strictly in watercolors. Oils have been calling to me for a little bit. And so that was what all my new art supplies are, is oil painting supplies. I'm taking a, a, an online class because it's all available to me right now so that I can learn the technique. And then my intention is to take that technique and make it my own so that I can use it to say, it's like learning, learn, go, learning a new way of writing, calligraphy versus cursive or something like that, right? You, you've got to learn how to do it and then you can write your stories in in it using it. Mm-hmm. I think about jazz musicians when you were talking about that. They learn the technique. I mean, a lot of them are, you know, they take their piano, they learn their scales, they whatever it is their instrument is, they learn the proper techniques and then they go off and they create jazz. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're talking about here. You know, we need to learn those techniques for poetry and painting and then we got to go and create jazz from it. Mm-hmm. And I and I like the idea of, you know, we think of doing that, for example, with with like with, you know, I like if I want to practice alliteration, let's just pick something easy. I would I would I could yeah. just sit and, you know, do 10 different examples of sentence after sentence after sentence as a as a practice. Right. Like um, but what I like that she's inviting us to in this book is to almost take a mixed media approach to any of those exercises to yeah, kind of bust yeah. us outside well, of our own routines. And I actually did the last exercise because we were talking last time. I am working on the mountain exercise. I'm finding it, um, finding the, the quotes. I'm copying them all down into my sketchbook. And when I get them, then I'll look for the, the mountains. But the very last page, she says to a structure can be a series of short-term goals and the limited goals lead you to projects so fantastic you might never have undertaken them because they seem too big. And so I started making them and I a list. She heard the time it was to make a list of five short-term goals and then turn them into five long-term goals that could be built on those. So my short-term goals were photos of windows in old buildings, do some lino cuts of five windows, photos of items seen in the windows, do some value studies of my windows, and find music about windows. And then my long-term goals were, of course, the series of paintings, but then paintings of window views actually framed by old windows, like get some old windows and put them within the window frames, the paintings, and um, do bigger paintings that incorporate those lino cuts that I do, do a 3D collage of windows, and do an art quilt 
of of the windows with some texture and stitching and everything. So those were the five longer term projects that came out of the shorter term ones. I like this. I like this exercise so much. I've repeated it a couple of times. And nice. um, yeah, I so I the structure of the exercise provided short term, long term goals and some great ideas for for things I, I'd like to try. I won't necessarily do all of them, but um, I might. I mean, I could. They're there. I'll have done yeah. the groundwork for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I like I like how they all have relationship to each other too. That's really nice, yeah. and they all seem to grow and connect to each other. And uh, I'd love to. I can't wait to see it all unfold over the next uh, few months. That is going to be really exciting. Yeah, really exciting. To, I guess I'll have to post them on Instagram too, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was playing with yeah. making art cards for this pop up show, and structure certainly help both the process and the project. So. Um, the photography book is all sunsets and I didn't want to just take the photos that you know were more natural looking that you would expect of sunsets on Georgian Bay and then put them into art cards because I thought well they're already in the book I don't want to just take photos from the book and make them into cards I let's do something else and I also love technology and so I thought I wonder if there's a way for me to play using technology with the photos because I feel like people are more open to that these days, um, that playfulness mm -hmm. with technology and that uh, in, in art making, and to see if I could take some of the photos that I used in the book and then make them look completely different by changing around colors and shifting focus and, and all of those pieces. So I'll be sure to post one in the playlist, but having that structure in place, knowing that I needed to stick with Georgian Bay Sunset so that it was complementary and connected and there's a relationship but also that I wanted something that looked completely different than the book. It really helped me get some things done. And now I've designed 10 beautiful art cards that are ordered even already and on their way so that I have them ready for the show. And uh, I think I've, I, I'm like, you know, even today when I was walking at the lake this morning, I went for a beautiful walk and I was taking pictures and I'm like, I don't know, I might never want to post a normal photo again I might want to just play with them like this yeah, from now on you discover something new yeah. yes and it was so relaxing to do and um and again it kind of brings my love of photography with my love of technology into creating something new so that was what I played with okay. this week was th that structure you need to post that on Instagram we need to put that on Instagram too okay you need to see those yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll post one of my window photos up there that I'm okay. working with and you post those. And let's show people what we're working with. I okay. don't have anything for the playlist this week. Um, I, again, I just got back from crazy two weeks of training and my job this week was to sleep. <laughs> I basically I slept and just kind of relaxed for the week. But uh, what what have you got on the playlist, Jessica? Well, I added a bunch of stuff because I know you've been super busy. So I mentioned arts informed research earlier. So I've got a link there to a research article. People want to learn some more about that. And I do have people that uh, reach out to me on social media from time to time asking questions about what that is. And it's 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 very cool. That might even be a whole show one time because it would be too much to get mm -hmm. into here, but it is very exciting stuff. Then I started doing just some online research and there's a short, very short, like maybe three minute video by the Karita Art Center on this chapter of structure. Um, so it's kind of like seeing a little trailer of what this chapter was about. So if you'd like the super short version of the chapter, I would recommend you watch <laughs> that. And then 
I'm wondering, you know, we're, we're nearly halfway through the book now. People might be wanting to learn more about Corita Kent and her art and her influence. Um, so I posted an article there um, called All You Need Is Love. And then finally, for those that would like to look at this topic, but through a completely different lens, I found an article called Why You Need to Embrace Structure to Unleash Your Creativity. And I really thought that would be a great idea just to kind of, okay, we've got this from one perspective. Now let's go look at others. And I invite uh, mm-hmm. all of us, including me, to, to continue to look at anything we talk about through multiple lenses and voices and to see, okay, is there another way to look at this? Because when I was Googling that, you know, a lot of articles came up of, yeah, it can be a problem if there's too much structure that can be really limited. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's, what is that balance? And I love what you said earlier. It could be about what that balance looks like individually, like what it is for me might be different than what it is for you. Like some people love those form mm-hmm. poems and love writing them within, you know, this many yeah. lines and beats. So I just, I want to introduce our next episode because uh, next week we're going to be inviting in guest Joan Sotkin, who appeared on my business podcast back in 2015. She is an expert on money and emotion. She has an amazing story to share and is probably one of the wisest women I know when it comes to talking about money. Never mind woman. She's the wisest person I know when it comes to talking about money. And I know artists, if you wanna make a living, this is our business show. And if you wanna make a living, this is the place to start is money and emotion because the rest of it all kind of hangs off of that. So come to the show next week and hear Joan talk, educate us about money and emotion. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I need that show really badly. So it'll be wonderful. (laughs) Looking forward to it. See you later, April. Take care. Hi everyone, April Lee here at the end of this episode about structure. I've known a lot of artists in the past who resist the idea of structure or rules or anything like that that they feel constricts their creativity. And yet I've come to believe we all use structure in our own way. We just maybe call it something different, but there is something that helps to guide us along our creative path and helps us become more creative. I've often found in my own practice that with certain limitations, if you want to call them that, I can focus better because I know what it is I'm looking for and looking to do. Would love to hear about what your structures might be, what has helped you in the past, and maybe what's hindered you and what you avoid in the future. So share with us in our podcast and our notes on our website. We'd love to hear from you and keep creating this week. Have a good time. Stay creative. You can find more podcast episodes and today's playlist at thehummingbirdpodcast.com. And you can learn more about our creative work at our individual websites. So you can learn more about me, Jessica, at sunshineinajar.com and more about April at aprilyjanes.com, A-P-R-I-L-L-E-J-A-N is in November, E-S.com. If you have any hummingbird questions for us to explore, we invite you to let us know. At thehummingbirdpodcast.com.